0: And as you can see, it's Adventist World Radio. It is the radio arm of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Uh, it is through the radio programs that we reach people in areas that nobody can reach. A lot of people are way back in the mountains, up uh, way back in the jungles. Some of them are in countries where it, they are forbidden to convert to Christianity. Uh, the pain of death. And we've had several uh, stories of people who have said I've accepted Jesus I will not give him up no matter what happens some of those people we have lost but they said I will not give up Jesus I hang on to Jesus and even though we know that they were threatened by their government they still hung on uh Adventist World Radio is focusing now in fact all of our missions are focusing more on the 1040 window anybody know where that is That is between 10 and 40 degrees north of the equator, where there are so many, it is such a uh, concentration of population in those areas, in Africa, Asia, and Europe. And they seem to be very close, a lot of people in that area. And so many of them folks have not heard the message. We need to reach them. Uh, in North America, South America, even in South America and a lot of other places, a lot of people have converted, have given their heart to the Lord, have accepted the message. But in that 1040 window, we need to go in there strongly and reach those people. And so that is our thrust right now, the 1040 window. Our goal I mean our uh, motto is no walls, no borders, no limits. That means no walls. Nobody can keep us out. Nobody can keep out the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. No borders. No country can keep us out. Holy Spirit will go there. Amen. And no limits. Anybody, everybody Amen. is welcome. Amen? God is using AWR in an amazing way, folks. God is reaching people in so many different areas. And our goal, of course, is to bring them into Jesus, amen? So please remember us in your prayer. Uh, I am a rep for, volunteer rep, one of only two in Canada for Adventist World Radio. And our goal is, number one, to tell you what AWR is, because a lot of our people don't even know. Did you know what AWR was before I came? A lot of people don't. Adventist World Radio. The second thing is to have you pray for us. We need your prayers. Please remember us in prayer. Remember our missionaries. Remember the people who have given their lives to Christ who are in dangerous situations. Remember those people who are studying, those people are hungering to know the truth. Remember them in prayer. And please remember AWR in a very tangible way. Uh, As your heart is impressed today, please commit. To uh, domi- donating and helping AWR in a financial way. Before I forget, please help yourself to the literature outside, which gives reports and stories of what's happening. Uh, take an envelope, please. Uh, they have asked us to put the uh, give the donations in the offering with, in an envelope well um, designated uh, for AWR because your Uh, receipts will come from the conference, from the Ontario conference. So you need to send the money to the Ontario conference, clearly marked Adventist World Radio, and then they will send you a receipt and forward the money to Adventist World Radio. So please do that. If you choose to send it directly, just take an envelope outside, put a stamp on it, and send it off, and Adventist World Radio will get it. So please remember that I pray that you will continue to keep Adventist World Radio in your prayers and uh, be constantly thinking about them, praying about them, and for them as we continue. Um, I have a message for you this morning, and I pray that you will take it very seriously. There are things in parables you've heard before, but you may not have thought about. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your blessings. We thank you for a beautiful sunny day, Father. And we thank you for a warm place to come to worship, to commune with you, to fellowship with one another. Bless us, Jesus. Please, Father, we need you. Be with us. Be with me, Lord. Please speak, Jesus. Your spirit is precious and most welcome and needed at this time. Bless this message that we will think very seriously about the uh, points involved and the lessons to be learned. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Who can remember the, uh, anybody remember what the text was this morning? Matthew 13, what were they talking about? Anybody? The fishing. You remember that? (laughs) Okay, we're talking about the fishing, and there are some... It's very important messages that I think people overlook. We hear that parable. We've heard it before, right? We've heard the parable of the wheat and the tares before. But there's something I think that we miss or at least don't give enough attention to. Um, In John 12, verse 32, it says, And I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto me. Some have totally missed or failed to fully comprehend the full import of the text and its application, as illustrated in the parable of the text this morning Matthew 13, 47 to 50. Some are totally unaware of the warning embedded in the parable and the charge given by Jesus himself. It is my prayer that we will not only understand the full importance. Of the message, but that it will be the motivation and underlying purpose of our interaction with individuals from this day until Jesus comes. We have a work to do, folks. Amen. It should be more amens than that. We have a work to do. God did not call us to sit in pews. Amen. Amen. We're here to receive instruction, to receive impressions of the Holy Spirit, to be powered, empowered so we can go out and tell everybody the wonderful news that Jesus is coming, amen? Amen. So we have a work to do. My message is uh, divided into four sections, the parables, the meanings of the parables, how to relate to the message, and what must I do. First, we have a wake-up call. In Matthew 4, 19, Jesus promises to make disciples fishers of Men. But in this, our morning text, Matthew 13 47 through 50, Jesus addresses four important aspects of the fishing work. That work of soul winning. First, the gathering. Second, the separating. Third, saving. And fourth, condemning. Okay? Four different areas, and we need to pay attention to those. First, the gathering what is the symbol of the gathering in our parable what's the symbol of gathering come on folks the net the net do I have my I won't bother with the pictures because it's going to take more time and I don't have a lot of time <laughs> the net is symbolic of gathering right do you know the difference between a casting net and a drag net anybody quickly 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 what's the difference between a casting net and a drag net Okay. All right. In the casting net, you simply throw it. Uh, There should be one before that. What's the one before that? Yes. This is a casting net. You throw it out and you bring it back in. For some of them, you just let it down with weights and you just lift it back up. It's fairly large, but it's still very small compared to the Dragnet. Pass the next one. This is a dragnet. And this is a fairly small one, but this is a dragnet. You put it in. It is, uh, they have weights to make it go down to the bottom. And then they have floaters that make it, the top part stay up so that it will stay open. And then they literally drag it, pull it along. Now, which of them is going to get the most fish? Casting net or the dragnet? The dragnet, obviously, because it's larger for one thing, and it goes deeper down into the water. Next, next uh, slide. Oh, back. <laughs> okay. What is the reason for having that dragnet instead of the casting net? More, more fish, as many fish as you can possibly get, right? What do we want, folks? The casting net or the dragnet? We want the dragnet. We want to find something that will reach the people, that will compel them to come, that will make them want to jump in and get into the net. Amen? What's one thing that will do that? Any way you can do that? What's one thing that will make people want to get into the net? Come on, folks. All of you sanguine, outgoing people you know, Your smile, your hugs, your laughter, sharing what you have done, uh, experiencing with people, going out with people, inviting them to dinner, doing things with people. That will make them want to come in. Amen? Amen. Amen. All we have to do is just stop and think, what would I want somebody to do for me, to draw me? And you'll be able to win other people. Just just do that. Did you know that a smile Amen. can do so much, folks? Most of us are pretty well off, I think. And yet, you have heartaches. Amen? Amen? There are things that are hurting you, even though you smile. Everybody doesn't know that. But you know it. And your heartaches. And when people see you and you smile, hi, good morning, happy Sabbath. They think everything is okay. But Jesus knows there's something there that's hurting. There are other people out there, folks. They don't have Jesus. We at least have Jesus. I can tell Jesus what's hurting me. And he'll say, don't worry. I promise I'll be with you. I'm with you right now. I'm working out there with your son, your daughter, your husband, your, your coworkers. I'm working on their hearts. I will take care of it. Jesus tells us that, right? Other people don't have Jesus, folks. We need to share him with them so that they can come in. They don't have the hope that we have. Can you imagine? Think about the time when you were at your lowest point spiritually. Think about that time. And Jesus comforted you. You read a Bible text, you heard a sermon. You heard a song. The Holy Spirit spoke to your heart. And you were lifted up. Think about that and imagine people out there who don't have that. And realize, I need to get out there and share with them. Amen? Amen. The gathering is for bringing them in. The net is for bringing them in. Not just any net. Drag net. You want a big net to bring in as many as you can. A strong net. Amen? Amen? And so with that net, you have the opportunity to bring in more. Amen? Amen. The church is the net. In fact, the word synagogue, you know the word synagogue? The word synagogue actually means gathering or gathered, right? The synagogue or the church is a gathering together of all kinds of people or fish, and when I see you next time, I'm going to say, hey, fish. <laughs> God wants us all. Amen? And so this is the gathering. Now, when those men went out to fish, what was the next thing they did after they got all the fish there? What did they have to do? They had to separate them. Why? So Why? There was some good and some bad. What made them good? What made them bad? Do you know? Were they just going to put them in a, a big container or something and keep them for the next couple of months? What did they want to do with them? What, were they, what was the main thing that they were going to do with those fish? Food, but not that wasn't the main thing. They were going to sell them, right? This was their, their livelihood. This was their job. This was their work. This is how they earned their living, right? Now, in order for them to sell them, what had to be the condition of those fish? They had to be good. They had to be strong. They had to be healthy, right? They couldn't be rotten or limp or weak or sick or whatever. Were they all good fish? No, they were not. That dragnet caught everything. There was some squid. There were some turtles. There were some snails, right? Mixed up. Mul- hallelujah. Mixed multitude. That dragnet caught everything. Right? So that made it impo- uh, necessary to go through and separate, right? Okay. The separating determines which fish are commercial. That means which ones can be sold. You don't want anything rotten. You're not gonna pay money for something rotten, right? So of course the rotten fish couldn't be sold. So they had to determine which fish were uh, could be sold. They had to determine which fish were too small or not worthy uh, to be take the trouble to clean them. You know, if something's too small, nobody's going to buy it or whatever. (laughs) You're not even going to bother to clean it. Just throw it back into the water, right? Okay, they had to determine which fish were rotten, diseased, and unfit for food, right? Uh, It also ensured that no good fish were discarded or bad fish Included it with the good fish. They had to do that. What did they say? A uh, one rotten apple does what? spoils a whole bunch. So they had to throw out the rotten ones so that the good ones would not be spoiled. Amen? Spiritual application. Now I'm rushing folks I'm trying to use up all of my time. First and foremost, there will most definitely be a process of separating you know that right you know that there's going to be a separating sheep from the goats right will you do that will the pastor do that will the elder do that who will do that God will do that when Jesus was giving the parable he said the angels will come and they will separate Folks, it's not up to you to do that. You're not smart enough. I am not smart enough to do that. You know why? I don't know what's in this person's heart. I'm sorry. forgot about this. (laughs) I don't know what's in your heart. I don't know what's hurting you. I don't know why you said what you said. Have you found people who did something mean to you? and then you found out that they were hurting because something had just happened, and they just lashed out at the first person that they saw. They really didn't mean to hurt you, right? But they were just hurting. Jesus knows the heart. He knows exactly why you do everything. He knows whether you really intended to do that. Amen? That's why Jesus said, no, 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 no. You won't be doing the separating. I will do the separating. I will send my angels to do my bidding and they will do according to my will and they will separate according to what I want them to do. Amen? Amen. Folks, you can thank God for that. There are people who don't like you (laughs) and if it were left to them, they would have put you out a long time ago. There are people who want what you have and they would have taken it a long time ago. Right? Right? You know you can relate, but Jesus knows. He knows everyone's heart, and even when you do something, when you say something, when you fail to do something that you should have done, Jesus knows what you really wanted to do, amen, Amen? Amen. and we can thank him. Don't forget to thank him for that, folks, because that's what a loving God does, Amen. amen? Alright, now, we know that we are not supposed to go through and separate the fish. But there's something you need to know, folks. Have you ever heard of disfellowshipping? What's the purpose of disfellowshipping? Why? Why is it done? Why does anybody, why is anybody disfellowshipped? Keep, Keep your congregation clean. Doesn't that sound kind of ooh? And not that, that sound kind of hypocritical because we're all sinners? How can you keep the fellowship clean? What is it? Safe? safe. Safe? That's a good one. Folks, there are a lot of predators. There are a lot of predators in the church. Do you hear me? There are predators in the church. Lord help us. You can't tell by their hair color, by their uh, cultural origin, or by their work, or how they talk, because many times they will be very nice, very smooth, very pleasant, right? That's how they pull people in. We know that that's a fact. We know that it's true. We know that there are people right in the church who will stab you in the back. Think about another parable, folks. You remember the parable of the wheat and the tares? What were they? What are the tares? What's another four letter word for tear? What is it? Weed! Weed! A tear is a wheat. Will a tear ever become a wheat? Will a tear ever grow into become a wheat? No! 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 Folks, you need to realize that. Tears will never be wheat. Do you hear me? That represents the people who are in the church who have never been converted. They will never give their life to Jesus. They have no intention of belonging to him. Did you know that? There are such people in the church, folks. And I tell you that because there are a lot of innocent people who come into the church. They are babes. They love the Lord with all their heart. And when some tear curses them out, is rude to them, take something that belongs to them. They say, oh my goodness, I thought everybody here was an angel. And they leave the church. They're gone. Forgetting Jesus himself had people who betrayed him, didn't he? So who are you? Jesus had disciples who betrayed him, right? So how can you say, I deserve better? I came into the church, well, they're all supposed to be angels. We are not angels. Look at each other. You're not an angel. (laughs) Say, I'm not either. But also remember that. When I point at you, three fingers are coming back to me. Right? So I'm three times not an angel. (laughs) Right? Remember, there are tears in the church and Jesus said when the the servant said should I go and pluck them up No. no no let them grow together until they ripen then you will see what they're really like because when they're just coming up they're all green you ever notice that they're all green when they ripen the ones that are wheat become beautiful golden color And the tares, a little gold, but they are dry and they still got a little of that green or ugly color in them. And then you can go through and pull them up. Another reason why you can't pull them up when they're young, because sometimes their roots are wrapped around the wheat. So when you pull up the tares, what do you do? You pull up the wheat. Let me apply that spiritually. There are some people who are tares. But they're nice to the wheat. And the wheat begins to love them. Right? We're all like that. Somebody nice to me, I'll be nice to them, right? But they are doing it for a reason. They're getting you under their power. They're influencing you They're taking control of you. You don't even know it. Then when something happens and the board finds out they've done something wicked and they say, okay, we have to disfellowship this person. What's going to happen to the wheat that has been loved by that tear? No, that's not right. I'm not staying in the church. And they'll be pulled up along with the tear. That's why the Lord said, let them grow together, let them mature, then you can see yourself, who's who. And at the right time, when that tear shows itself to be a tear, then God gives his leaders the responsibility, do you hear me? The responsibility of putting them out now, nobody locks the door and says you can't come in. But as far as fellowship, it cannot be a part of us. That's right. Because God's body has no evil in it. Amen? Amen? That would misrepresent Christ. And we have a responsibility Amen. to separate them from the rest of the members. Not only that, we have a responsibility to let the members know what this person is doing so that they will not be deceived and misled. Amen? Amen? So we have the tares who will never be wheat. But then there are the fish. Remember that some of the fish were rotten? What does that tell you? Something is rotten used to be good do you hear me folks something that is rotten was at one time good and that is a warning to all of us pay attention to where you are what are you doing what is your, your habit your spiritual condition your tendency do you spend time with Jesus do you pray do you study the word of God? Do you care about your brothers and sisters? Do you pray for the ones who are sick or the ones who are going astray? Or do you say, yeah, hmm yes, serve him right? No. Pray for yourself as well as your brothers and sisters. Be aware of where you are spiritually. Recognize your weakness, your faults, your shortcomings. Pray to God for power to overcome those weaknesses. Study the word of God. Now I know some people say, oh, I've read the Bible so many times, you know, I just, I don't bother anymore because I've read it so many times. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that attitude? Why? Why isn't it good? He read it 50 times.
1: Must know it.
0: Read it 50 times. What's wrong with that? If You're a human being, because as far as I know, we don't have any Martians in here, right? If you're a human being, you do forget. And you don't have to be my age. I'm 75. You don't have to be 75 to forget, right? Come on, young people, (laughs) right? Do you ever forget anything? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And the things that you don't want to do, you forget more often, right? Because then you can always say, I forgot. We need to stop and consider where I am. Where am I, Lord? Where am I spiritually? And don't think that because you are the head elder, because you are the treasurer, because you're the Bible worker, right? Don't think that because you have a position, I'm okay. But for the grace of God, go I. When you look at that person who has been caught in adultery, when you look at that young person who has had immoral sexual activity, when you look at the person who is found lying and doing all kinds of terrible things, don't think that you're better than they are. But for the grace of God, go I. You realize it is only by God's grace that you are kept from those things. Amen. And if you don't continue to pray and stay like this with Jesus, you'll be in the same place. That's right. Folks, it's late. It's late. Do you hear me? It's late. Jesus is coming, folks. We need to be ready. And the only way we get ready is by staying close to Jesus, communing with him, praying for one another, studying his word, searching the scriptures, studying. As we see more and more things happening, as more prophecy is being fulfilled, we know Jesus cannot be far off. I would be surprised if we had even to 2030, 25 You see, see, what fools a lot of folks? They don't see what's happening in other places in the world. You see? We only see what's happening here. You don't see what's happening in so many other countries. Things are winding up. The enemy is taking over. Control is being taken from people. Christians are being persecuted. Do you hear me? In other countries, they're dying. They're dying simply because they love Jesus. Be grateful that Jesus has given you the opportunity, the privilege of being in a country where you can love Jesus, sing about him, pray, commune with others, uh, share the gospel, preach the word. Without being taken off the jail, thrown in a prison. We just read about a dear brother in uh, Russia who uh, was preaching and was teaching folks about Jesus. He loved Jesus with all his heart. They took his clothes off. It's already in, up in Siberia somewhere, the way it's cold. They took his clothes off, put him in prison, totally naked. He was freezing. He had no, no one could come and see him. No one could talk to him. He didn't have anything that he could, you know, look at, read or whatever. You know what kept him? It was the word of God that he had put here and here. Do you hear me? Folks, that's what's going to carry us through. Because our Bibles are going to be taken friends, loved ones, the pastor, the elders are going to be pushed away from us, That's right. taken away from us. And we will be on our own. You remember the story of the Hebrew, three Hebrew boys? Do you know that Spirit of Prophecy said they weren't standing together side by side? They were in different places all over that, that group. That meant they had to stand by themselves. And we have to commit to the Lord Jesus. If you spare my life, I will serve you. Give me the power and the strength to stand firm for you, Lord. Please remind me of the text, the, the scripture, the truths that you I have studied so that I will be lifted up and strengthened for the time that is coming soon. Folks, A.W.R. is telling folks about this. Yeah. We need to be telling them here. Amen. Right? That's right? I know we all have loved ones. We may even have sons and daughters, mothers and fathers who don't know the truth, who have not even given their lives to Jesus. Amen. We need to pray, fast, and pray. That's one reason why this fasting and praying is so good. It gives us an opportunity to focus on those people that we know who are not in the truth. And remember them in prayer. We need to be praying more and more. Jesus, please touch their hearts. Lord, I know what's going to happen. We know that this world is coming to an end. Yes. Help us to pray for the people that we know. Friends, loved ones, work, fellow workers who don't know you. Help us, Jesus, to pray for them. Amen. God is calling us. Don't ever think. Well, I'm not an elder, or I'm not a Bible worker, or I'm not a... God is calling each one of us individually. There's something that you can do. Whenever you go out in the morning, wherever you go, whomever you see, realize that that is not an accident. Jesus has allowed you to meet certain people, and you may never see them again you have an opportunity to witness. You don't have to tell them about 2,300 days, right? Or the 1,260, or the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. But love them. Right, Thank God for what he's given to you. Don't be ashamed to speak of Jesus. Right. When you're looking at the, the, the vegetables in the store, and you say, my, that's so beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody will look in They'll be amazed that you even spoke Jesus' name (laughs) when everybody else is afraid to do it. Right? They're afraid to even say that they believe in Jesus. The Hebrew boys weren't. Jesus himself wasn't. He wasn't afraid to talk about his father. The disciples weren't. Pray. We need to pray as never before that God will speak to our hearts, that he will direct us, that he will empower us, and we can go out and share Christ, and others can be one. Please continue your personal devotion and worship. If you've fallen or gotten weakened in that area, ask the Lord to forgive you and strengthen you and help you to be consistent in coming to him, praying to him, communing with him, so that he can constantly give you power, folks. There's a work to be done. And there are people who are just hungering for the truth that you know. When they go to sleep every night, they don't have the assurance that you have that they're going to wake up the next morning. But you know all things work together for good good to those who love the Lord. And you know that if Jesus wants you to wake up, there's no power in heaven or that other place that can keep you from waking up. But if it is God's will that you don't awaken, praise God, I'd see Jesus sooner. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'd like for you to stand, please. Those who have determined in their hearts they're going to be true to God, they're going to be faithful to Jesus, going to stand and be true. Pray for power. Those who recognize we need the Holy Spirit, folks, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the, I can't say that enough times. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the power of God. If we're going to stand firm and strong for him, we need his power. And I pray that you will continue to pray for AWR. And help in any way that you can uh, you can go on awr.org and you will be able to see the reports of various reports like the one that we saw today uh, you can get information about other uh, printed material that they have remember them pray for the missionaries please because they are in dangerous situations as well let's bow our heads oh Lord Jesus thank you so much Thank you, Father, for your blessings, Lord. Thank you for the promise that one day we will see you, Lord, face to face. We'll be able to hug you, Lord. We'll be able to kiss you and feel your arms about us. Help us, Lord, to remember that that is our hope and that we must share that with those around us. Please, Father, bless our young people, our uh, adult brothers, sisters cousins mothers fathers wherever whoever they are our friends who don't know you jesus help us to remember to pray for them earnestly and lord please touch their hearts touch their hearts lord shake them stir them compel them to give their lives to you before it is too late be with each one of us here every family that's represented every individual jesus touch every heart lord you are lord you are powerful You can touch our minds and hearts in a way that no one else can. And we ask, Father, that you would impress us in a very amazing way. That we will know that this is the beginning of a new experience. And that we will be faithful and true to you to the end. For we ask in Jesus' name, Amen. amen.